Welcome everyone back to another episode of the B2B Startup Sales Podcast. I am here today. I, my name is Patrick and I'm here with Jonas Welty. Welcome to our podcast, Jonas. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me and um, yeah, always happy, nice to talk to you. Happy to have you, Jonas. I'm really excited about this uh, discussion. Um, quick... A few facts about Jonas. He is the VP Sales EMEA at LineStep. LineStep is one of one of the fastest growing startups in Switzerland. Um, I guess these days. I mean, Switzerland isn't big. There are not many. Well, there are many startups, and and it's already quite an achievement. I think uh, about 80 people, if I'm correct. And um, yeah, um, Jonas is leading the startup, uh, the, the the sales team in EMEA. And, and um, Jonas, you have a like. I like your career path, to be honest, because it's a little bit unusual, you know, uh, oftentimes uh, people go to university and from university, they, they look around and, and, and uh, maybe find a sales job, maybe not, but you went uh, the other way. I mean, you had first like a apprentice, if I'm correct, you went through an apprentice and then uh, kind of worked your way through uh, uh, and up uh, and got now to line step and, and to the position you are. Can you tell us a little bit about your career path and yeah what 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 i mean you you did you did recruiting before like sales uh, re, yeah recruiting and then got into b2b sales how all these things happen what were what were the most important turning or points in your career well when i was like 15 years old i had to choose what i well, what i'm gonna do and i i didn't um, want to go to school anymore so I, I liked sport. I did a lot of sport, and then I just um, did a, a easy way for me and work in a sport shop. So that there, I didn't know what sales is. I just know I, I like to speak with people. I tried some different things in a bakery or in a construction firm, and I, I didn't like that. But when I could speak to people, uh, it was okay. So I was more like working in a bakery and always like speaking. They said like, yeah, shut up. We have to, we have to work <laughs> here, do this bread or something. And um, I, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I think I was, uh, I was right this way. And um, yeah, but after that, I, 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 I thought um, I will quit this, this sales um, job. And uh, I, I was going to the university and in Lucerne and also did the bachelor because I, I just wanted to know more how things work behind uh, in a company, not only standing there and then selling shoes or selling skis. So I think that was like the first change. Um, so I, I said like, okay, uh, I mean, I, I, I want to know more and I want to open other fields, also other professional fields. And after that, I, I did a job uh, with Ernst & Young and that was more like going to a cool brand and do, doing like a, a real job in, in consulting. And uh, I thought like you, you will learn a lot. And I also learned a lot, but I, yeah, I knew that I will do the, the things I like when I'm partner after maybe six, seven, eight, ten years, maybe never. <laughs> and, and that is... Um, yeah, talking with other people about about solutions and uh, about opportunities and and yeah, also closing deals. I, I already then knew okay, that's what I'm going to like, and the, the wait was was just too long. I, I said like no, I I mean 
I was like quite interested in. I mean, corporate tax uh, is cool, um, but it's not so cool that I can just do that for four years till I'm like manager. So I quit and I started with Hayes and just uh, I started as an account manager because I had this, um, a bachelor and also uh, experience in sales. I mean, uh, and then they said like, yeah, you can start directly. And I think that was the first like professional sales job. And there I, I learned a lot what it means like to to win a client, working with with CRMs, um, but also then how you you win a client not just the first win, but you you win the client that it becomes a key account, and it was a very structured um, sales school, which I think that was I think my my biggest step into the the sales world, and there. The, at, at the beginning, I didn't really like it to call people and like, yeah, you speak to them and they don't want to speak to you. And it's like hard because you feel like, hey, I'm just doing my job. Why don't you want to speak to me? I want to show you opportunities. And they said like, yeah, I don't want any opportunities. But then you have like sales trainings in, in Mannheim and they, they really teach you um, and show you why you're doing that and what techniques there are. And uh, there I really started to like this kind of game also. And um, yeah, yeah. Then, 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 then I just was with Xing and uh, with the Deco Group, and it was um, for me. Then I, I also had the time where I wanted to study medicine and said, like, okay, I wanted to do completely something else after three, four years. I started to learn for numerous classes, and then, then I said, like, uh, I did a, a military in the hospital for half a year, and then I said, okay no i miss sales and i want to go back and since then i never um yeah question myself like okay is it the right thing or not because i know it's the right thing and i think that was also the second big choice like not just entry sale i like it but also okay i will like it for the next 20 years <laughs> and i think everyone which would starts into sales will, will come to a point where they say like okay i want to see something else and and yeah, maybe then they come back. And... Yeah, amazing. You tried a lot of different things and kind of got to the conclusion that sales uh, is what you want to do. I also, what I also like um, about your career path is actually the education system in Switzerland. Like basically, even you do an apprentice first in an age that you usually don't really know what to do. And then that sounded similar with you, right? You didn't really know what to do, tried something and then uh, did a bachelor afterwards, um, which is amazing. You never, it's never too late to do any of these. And it's not, and, and it's possible to do that. Then you got into sales and um, what stuck with me. So I, I, what I really like is like tactical advice. And you just said um, in, in, at Hayes, I think that was Hayes, right? Mm -hmm. Where you, had a very good sales school and they taught you techniques and the phone um, that helped you really to not only become better, but also to kind of appreciate it more. What was, yes. what, what were a few tricks or tips that you got that, that really made a, made, made, made a difference for you? That they show us that you have to understand the client and that the, the client needs, not the need of the company maybe, but also the need of every single person you work with because if you understand why this person doesn't want to speak to you maybe then you also will find a way that they want to speak to you and maybe there is really no need for this client and then also then it's fine but i think important is to understand what what the needs are 
um, and and yeah, like really personalized. So if you talk to an HR person, it's it's a different need than you talk to to the purchase manager or to the to a CEO um, or to a line manager in IT. Um, they won't have the best people, but recruiting wants maybe to show to the HR leader that they can find a way to find the best people. And uh, the other one, they just want the, the people. They don't care how they come. And, and the HR is more maybe uh, they, they want to, they, they have also a strategy in HR and they, they choose already a way how they recruit and with who they work. And then you have to respect that also. And you have maybe to ask not, okay, what can we do that uh, maybe how, yeah, then not, you don't have to tell them that you will find the best providers, but you maybe can ask them what are the opportunities for a supplier to, to be part of their preferred supplier list. When is the date where we could maybe pitch ourselves? Because then you respect also their internal process, which they set up. And, and I think that's important to, to understand that yeah, every every department has different rules and you, you have different methods to to fit to their rules and also to be yeah respectful in, in a way and not like treat everyone and want to push your product into their company. Yeah. I like that. So what I understand from what you're saying is don't go into a cold call or yeah in a cold call with the mindset that you you need to have you need to close that basically or you need to get next steps you you go into you go into a cold call more with a mindset i need to get some information might it be that i know when new suppliers can come in might it be what supplier they already have or what what's um, like like other things that are important for your product that's basically you go in with that mindset not with the mindset i need to definitely you know get that now i yeah. let me close yes if you want to do a, a big step you need to take the small steps and if you don't take the small steps you will not do the big at my two key accounts i think i had like 50 meetings there and before i closed the first deal and it was worse 50 yeah. 50 meetings before you closed the deal yes that's really that's a lot uh, but i knew that there is a lot of potential and i need to i, I just met every project management and learned more about the organization how it works and then after a while i mean i just could call there and, and tell them like oh yeah you're in this part of the organization i usually speak with that and that and that and that and then they all then they they feel comfortable and i think it's worse to 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 spend a little time on, on a client that you know you want to yeah but it's also the it depends on the product i mean i had a, i was in a contracting um, engineering so I, I had different um, departments I could work with so it makes also sense but but maybe you have a product and you know like it is the the, the CFO who has to decide or it's the HR lead but with with me it, it, there were more uh, I had more stakeholders so that's yeah. why I think also I, yeah. I, I met more people uh, yeah how big were those deals uh, when you finally could do 200 to 800,000 yeah, uh, turnover that's a lot of meetings, but that's also quite huge deals. Did you have like tactically a, a question or a technique that you used like concretely in those calls that you thought mm, that's that's a game changer? I think I always had a list with people that do not work there anymore. And they were quite in the higher management. And I contacted these people. Uh, 
And then I spoke with them and always also about their last, if I speak to a C-level person, I always also speak about their last position because then I can talk about some people there and then they say like, oh yeah, I can say hello from, 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 from this person to this person, maybe also not, but even then I can say I spoke with this person. So I call them and I say, hey, I just spoke with the person or we had a lot of contact with the person. He's not there anymore. That's Mr. Blah, blah. And he was a vice president or I don't know, director. And um, I mean, then I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter what I, uh, what I spoke with him, but they know like, oh, he, you must be important uh, because you had a meeting with him and you, you know him and he was, he was here. Yeah. He, he was our boss. And then you I mentioned a few names. I mean, name dropping is always good, but you have to take care if people are still there also, because then it's more, um, when they will ask, maybe then they will say, yeah, I talked to, to him, but we do not need this or, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, Sometimes it's good when they're not there anymore, but you can mention some names. I love that uh, Jonas just learned something. Like use have a list of people who aren't there anymore, and then you know you talk, call the others, and tell them you were in contact with these people. I mean that's that's amazing. I have been doing that like uh, unconsciously. Yeah, obviously, you know when when I really was in contact with someone, and then. They were gone. I, I, it was much easier to start a conversation with the new person again because mm -hmm. you can tell that person, "Hey, I talked to this guy, um, and we were talking about implementation and so on." Um, where did you get those people? Uh, where, uh, where did you get the list of those? Uh, I just, I just um, uh, link, uh, on LinkedIn. I just um, was looking for, yeah, for the company, and then on Sales Navigator you can. Um, yeah. yeah, you can say like previous uh, position at awesome. this company and then high level or uh, yeah, and then you will find easily some people and then you will also have some common friends and you, you can connect with them, even if you wouldn't connect with them and you can mention that you are in contact because you send them a, a message on LinkedIn, you are also in contact with them, that's fine. I mean, and they will not call him because he's not there for a few years. So it's... I mean, I, I think always you have to take care. You should not lie. You should always say the truth. But um, it, it, yeah, it's also not like that. You have to tell them what exactly you you why you were in contact and what did you discuss with them. I mean, if yeah, sometimes then it's okay. No, it's too much information now. I mean, we were in contact. If you <laughs> you're not open, then it's fine. But then also. You have to see that there are always people. I think there are, you can inspire them, and then you have to you can use your your own inspiration. But there are also people they don't want to get inspired, and then also maybe you just have to say like, okay, thanks for the information you just gave me that you're not interested. But I can I really write that down with your name because I, I'm I'm not sure if. If you can decide that, then it's fine. But if you're not the people who can, person you can decide, then please give me the other, the person I, I I can call because our management was already in contact with your management, and I'm a bit surprised that you just say like we do not work together and uh, we don't want to 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 hurt hear our pitch. You know what I mean? Then it's like um, I think that's also. Sometimes you, you have to say, look, okay, look, we want to pitch that. 
and mm-hmm. I want to speak to the right person. And if, if you're the person, then it's fine. But um, are you really sure that you, it is how you say? And then sometimes they say like, oh, maybe I'm, yeah, I'm not the right one, but I don't know. And I can't give you information. Then, it, then it's like fine. But if they really say, yeah, it is like that, then probably you know, like, okay, it's really him. And you don't, you know, maybe have to, to speak to another client. Yeah. Uh, or, but yeah, it, it's, it, if you cannot inspire them, you have to, to really ask about the process. And also, um, yeah, I mean, there, there are also people working at their company trying to selling something at, at other companies. And I think um, that's like in the, in a, in a, in the economy, it's, uh, it, it's, it's normal. And it's, it's because of sales also that, 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 that companies get um, innovative. So, you, you, yeah, it's not, you don't have to hide yourself to, to, because you want to pitch something. It's a chance yes. for them. Yes. I fully agree with this, and it's it's a little bit of a pity. Like the, I mean, data protection rules, especially in Germany, you know that you can't reach out to to people anymore just via email without us without prior consent. Um, because I think, in as you said, innovation drivers, salespeople are innovation drivers. Many many com- companies f- um, were discovering problems they had. They didn't discovered that that they were so big or I mean thanks to salespeople they discovered problems they discovered new ways of doing their business and innovated thanks to a salesperson approaching them and being really persistent and and trying to you know uh, make that call and uh, I agree with you so that's a that's a big innovation driver that is underestimated I think a little bit uh, for sure fully agree Mm-hmm. How did you, when you didn't have the number of the person you wanted to call, did you always go by reception or did you, how did you do that? Um, yes, I think to, to have a, as a sales person, as an account manager, it's important to have good connections to the reception. So I always um, talk to them when I was there and maybe sometimes I, I gave them chocolate and um, then it was also uh yeah, I had I had it a lot that I I told them okay look I I, I we lost so many names and then um, you had so many changes I have here a list of ten people I know it's uh, annoying but could you give me the numbers and then they just give me all ten numbers and wow. um, that's 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 why because I did so many calls there and they connected me with people and they really want to, wanted to speak to me. And then when you know, like, okay, now it's the point they, they trust you, then you can also ask them for, or, or also always ask for like organigrams. I mean, I also had a lot of organigrams from companies because sometimes, I mean, I said like, look, you're, you're a key account and we want to, um, treat you the best possible way and it's good for us to understand how you're structured internally it helps us and um, then sometimes they just gave me the, the organigram with all the names yeah. wow okay cool and when you were physically there you you brought with you chocolate to the to the receptionists and things like that that's cool yes because yeah, yeah you need you need them uh, yeah and i i told them yeah okay I called you like 20 times and thanks always for connecting me. And it's, uh, <laughs> and then said, ah, it's good. It's my job. And, um, that's good. I think it's important that you, 
yeah yeah you also showed them the their value and not always just like yeah just give me the person and i don't want to talk to you yeah yeah i agree um i i had a different or i have a different technique some that i use sometimes uh, to get the number of of a decision maker not going through the reception but usually find an, a telephone number right on the on the internet um obviously that's the reception like from the headquarter for instance from, from okay. the customer and then what i do is i change the last two numbers and i i pick up oh, wow. I call and then it's somebody, for instance, from marketing or from IT or like a random person that I didn't know. Yeah. And yes, oh, I sorry, I'm, I dialed in the wrong number. Could you please, uh, could you please direct me to Andy? And you say just a prename, kind of. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> that you know. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and that works. Like I have to say, eighty percent of the time. Sometimes pharma companies are like. No, we can't give you the number. No matter what, if you if you don't know this guy, I, I mean, if you if you don't have it, it's your problem. <laughs> An email, but eighty percent of the time, because those people aren't you know taught to uh, like a receptionist that they are. Yeah, but ask back what they want and and like don't don't just. Yes, absolutely. They aren't. They 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 also didn't get trained to block. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's quite a good uh, technique I realized to really easily get. I mean, there are there are um, other tool like tools such as Lucia, but ah, it's a bit creepy because it's private numbers and people don't like you know if you totally call to a private iPhone. To mm. yeah, also I I I think it's I wouldn't use that. I think so. Jonas, which now, um, in which which part of the sales cycle, like from prospecting that we just talked about a lot to closing deals, what's your most favorite part of it? Which one do you think you are excelling the most or the best? Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I usually really liked like cold calling because I think that's the most important thing. But today with this growth hacking opportunities, there are easy ways to, to get meetings, not maybe with the people you want, but just it's, 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 um, it's, yeah, it's, it, we don't do that often at Landstep. We don't do a lot of cold calls because we get a lot of leads on different channels. And, um, that can be dangerous also because then you are not, uh, maybe you strategic focus. Uh, you don't uh, hit that and you don't hit the clients you want, but you just take what, what's there. But I think it's also important that um, so, but now at the moment, I, I really like to understand what, how the client works and like the solution part to, to understand, really ask questions and then, um, yeah, take, take him to, to the journey of how it could be for him. And then, yeah, if you really see that he, he likes it and he, he, he really wants it. He, he, he thinks like that's a really cool solution. And then you did a good job. And um, yeah. So at Landstep, it's just like the first call. We have a lead and then we have the first call. And I also, even if I have a team with uh, account managers and also account directors, they are they lead the people directly. So I, I do some coaching, but I also do like 10 calls a week with mm -hmm. clients because I, I want to 
I want to feel how we we could uh, yeah prove our our service and how people react to our service. Yeah. Mm, and then yeah, if you do at Adeco Group, I did bigger deals, so it's 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 very cool if you work like three months for a deal and um, then it yeah they say like okay let's do it then. That, that that needs a lot of trust for for bigger solutions, and um, that's that's also a good feeling when you have this last meeting when then they say like okay let's try it. So, yeah, it's a nice feeling. Yeah, the growth hacking initiatives that you were talking about are they with marketing and they 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 give you hand you the leads over or is your team perform uh, performing the. Mm. Like no, I have a team in Berlin. They do the, the the sales development part, so we don't have any marketing activities at the moment. We have some some PR. We are quite a lot uh, in public. Public. I don't know if it's the right thing, but in, yeah, in some new newspapers, and then we just do mailings with the sales loft. Yeah. Sales loft. Okay, that's the growth hacking. So you do a lot of uh, cold yeah. emailing. That's cold emailing. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, cold emailing, and then you can book directly the call with me, for example, or with another commoner. So yeah, we, we, we get like fifty meetings per person, or not not per commoner, but the sales development representative can do like fifty meetings in a month. Wow! Yeah, it's wow. quite a lot. Yeah. How big are your deals? Like from ten to or upwards, or are usually yeah, ten to fifty in the first deal, and then. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. That's really impressive. Um, so you were talking, you mentioned Sales Loft. For those who don't know Sales Loft, it's a, I know it as a, as a cadence tool. So you can put in a cadence such as first step is an email, uh, sorry, usually a connection request on LinkedIn, first day, second day you send maybe a LinkedIn message and an email, third day you leave the person in peace, fourth day you cold call and write an email follow-up and maybe a LinkedIn message and so on. Is that the way you are using it right now? Um, yes, uh, we, we, we have two. Uh, so the, the sales development team, they just use it more to, to see on LinkedIn which people we want to we target uh, and then, then we yeah we send emails we, we do not do cold call because i think like an email the, the client can choose when he wants to speak to you and i think it's important that you do sales cold call it's also an, a nice way but we choose the way that we are not on the phone and uh, i think it works quite good uh, and then the, the account executives um, they they use it for not to lose uh, an opportunity. So they have these cadences and then they open opportunity. And then when you open the opportunity, you have another cadence. And then when you start the deal, then it, it, it comes to the onboarding cadence and you have always mails in the right cadence. So it's, it's very efficient on, on one hand. And on the other hand, it's uh, also that the, the, there is no chance that you lose something. And I think that's also important. Yeah. Definitely. I can fully understand that thought um, process. When I started uh, at Larry um, one and a half years ago, I also, like the first half year, I only did email and then we hired and we could continue with email because we reached out to new markets and new countries. 
Um, and email, as you just said, it's the most efficient way to get market feedback. You can get market feedback so, so quickly. We have sometimes uh, booking rates of usually um, not below 8% and up to 25. That's the best uh, campaign that we did. Like, um, and you, you cannot call like, you know, 200 people a day and get 40 people who give you feedback. I mean, most of the time you don't reach people and yes. you voice message and so on. So I understand at some point when you have, when you nailed your niche and you think like, okay, banks with banks, we can earn the most money um, with our service or software. Then I think it's very smart to start really pushing hard to to get those and get uh, you know and and then this is like the new channel um, that yeah. you to really get the big deals in and those customers you can sell. Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. And you have to yeah, we do a lot of A/B testing. Um, so yeah. I think it's also important that you test. So now we, we we try to do some videos. We will try to do videos, personalized videos. It's a new yeah. tool on Salesloft. Oh wow! So then then you then you directly see a video and maybe you, you see a person. You can have uh, something in your hand and then you can change the name on the paper so it's always personalized. But then it's a standard video and the the uh, statistic they show shows that. You, yeah, they will open it much um, more right. when when it, there is no your name, and then they hear the in the, the video, and then yeah, they can come back to you and maybe book the meeting directly. So I think that's that's also a cool way. Wow! When did you start with uh, with that? Not yet. We will. We will. We, will. I... we, we just we just started to evaluate it and. Um, preparing and it's also it can be also a way directly to do a, a personalized uh, linkedin video i also thought about that yeah to do a video yeah. and say like hey i'm i'm trying a new way maybe you can give me feedback if it's cool or not and um, then send directly the the link to to the meeting and if you if they like you and then maybe they book directly to me cool. and i think that can also be i mean it needs time but I mean, you you will be faster if you did like hundred videos. Yeah, maybe it's it's a new way. Why always a message or why always a call? Why not a video? Yeah, fully agree. Fully agree. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely. I've never tried video actually, um, yeah. like in large scale. Um, so I'm definitely curious to hear uh, the the results that you get out yeah. of this of this test. Definitely. I will tell you. So Jonas. Thank you very much. That was very interesting, um, very tactical. Um, I think one of the biggest problems out there is still prospecting, and uh, we could cover a lot of this. So thanks for showing up, and um, very much looking forward to talk to you again. Absolutely. Thank you very much.